Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. This is the Scummy Mummies Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Scummy Mummies podcast. I'm Ellie Gibson. And I'm Helen Thorne. And we're joined today by Dan Whitehead. Hello, Dan. Hello. Hello. Thank you for coming. Are you excited to be here? I'm so excited. I may burst. That almost sounded genuine. That was nice. That was nice. Now, Dan, um, you're a father of two, a movie buff, a video mm. games expert, and you're a fellow Centre Parks fan, aren't you? <laughs> I am, yes. A recent convert to... It's brilliant, though, isn't it? To the it? way of the park. Yes. It is. I'm, I see I'm trying to get Helen on side. She's... I know. You, you seem to be mentioning it a lot on the podcast. It's almost like you're wanting to get some sponsorship and or... I don't know what you mean. A free trip. <laughs> I don't know what you mean. Obviously, Eldon for preference. Yeah. But I don't know what you mean. I don't know what you mean. Um, so, yeah. And you're also now a video games developer, Dan, aren't you? I am, yes. What have you developed? I've developed an app. Oh. An app, and it's a parenting app. So it's suspiciously appropriate. It's almost like we planned this, Ellie. It's almost like we've invited you on because you're our friend and we want to help you promote that excellent product, isn't it? That would be outrageous and I would would leave immediately if that was the case. Where's the ethics? That's it. We bribed him with cheap wine. Yes. (laughs) We want him to talk about his own product. Now... As a surprise, oh, I, I've I've got a theme tune for this podcast. Shall I sing it? Oh, please do. <laughs> do stop me. Ready? Dan Whitehead, do do do. He's the man, the man who's a movie buff. <laughs> he knows his stuff. You're looking rough. That's the next line. <laughs> I was going to say, he's not too rough because oh. he's Dan Whitehead. Duh, oh. duh, duh. He's the guy, <laughs> the guy who plays games for little kids. That sounds wrong. Just for quids, like Ellie did. <laughs> wow. Wow. Oh. It, do you know what? It started so well. Yeah. I thought... I thought it was going to go to a rhyme with muff, yeah. uh, but it actually went a level below that. It, yeah. went, worse, it yeah. went worse than I thought it was going to go. literally never been so terrified. <laughs> and off we go. Yeah. And we're off. Extreme, Helen, I go. think that might be the best jingle you've... you've I think you should be very flattered, Dan, quite honestly. Can you tell I worked hard on that? I have flattered Thank and, you. and scared. <laughs> Which is a nice combination. I'm, I'm flared. Dan Whitehead. Yeah. <laughs> let's not spoil it through repetition. Yeah, let's let's savor savor the moment. Yeah, keep um, it special. I love that. I can, can you do a Bond themed theme tune for every guest we have from now on? I think on? that's a nice challenge, actually. I would yeah. love that. Yeah. yeah, I can't wait to do Jane Garvey. <laughs> 
I think it has to be a different theme. Okay, sorry. Because you know, yeah, that just yeah. makes me feel not special. Okay, so, oh, we're very much... Jane Garvey is forever! <laughs> Something like that. Yes, yeah. Yeah, yeah. it nice. Anyway, welcome, Dan. Thank you. I'm so sorry. I'm already sorry. And I bet you are too. <laughs> this is why I have to sit in the middle, because then I can't get out. That's yeah, right. That's it. That's right. Locked in around it. the ankles. That's it. Um, so we are... Machine. <laughs> In case it's not clear, lovely listener, we are doing a movie special for this mm. episode, aren't we? Yeah, that was really cryptic in my... Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, yeah. uh, you do, you know a lot about them movies, don't I you, do, Dan? yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll go out with a picture palace. Yeah, <laughs> but you used to, because I met you, uh, I met you about 10 years, probably ten, more than yeah, 10 years ago, years when you were editor of Movie Insider Indeed. magazine. Do you like my Steve Priestley voice? I like voice? that, yeah, and if, yeah. if you're one of the 15 readers of that magazine, thanks for tuning in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So you've been a film journalist for a long, long time. How many films do you think you've seen, Dan, in your whole life? Probably a million. Whoa! That's an exact figure. I don't know. I mean, back in my my early young adult days, I used to watch three or four films a day. Oh, you know, no. I'd, I'd get up and I'd watch a film in bed while I was having my breakfast, and then I'd go to work, and then I'd come back and I'd watch two yeah. or three films in the afternoon the evening as well all of them with naked ladies in or just <laughs> some of them had naked men as well I mean equal opportunities perfect <laughs> so do you like do you like quite highbrow sort of intellectual stuff or do you like just a you know shooty, hot, shooty, tub, land hot land? tub time machine which is obviously a oh classic. that's a terrible film <clears throat> isn't oh. it oh, oh. <laughs> I quite liked it <laughs> Dan's, Dan's watching before we go any further we must know Dan's professional opinion on Hot Tub Time Machine it was alright oh. anything that combines Chevy Chase John Cusack and a hot tub hubba hubba man <laughs> you were a surfer dude now <laughs> hubba hubba man oh, I love it Elvis is in the fucking <laughs> anyway <laughs> Saying, just getting out there, really. More, yeah. more, yeah. more, more, more wish they would. Yes, thank you. <laughs> what are we talking about? <laughs> talking about, do I like highbrow films? Yeah. <laughs> and I see. Well, then the conversation into... got all intellectual and we got <laughs> almost immediately. Yeah, by, yeah, you know. yeah. Beg your pardon. Uh, yeah. yeah. Do you like that foreign muck? <laughs> I, I do. Yeah, oh, I like a bit of foreign muck. Sweet, <laughs> Swedish blue. Um, <laughs> I do like, you know. Uh, an intellectually like a, challenging film. Like, like a know. Von Trier. I'm not a big fan of his. I find him a bit too... Dark. A bit too, yeah. Foreign. Gr- grim and... Yeah, and, sad. Yeah, um, and long. Scandinavian. Um, <laughs> we just go on and on. A bit deep. <laughs> He's, isn't he directing Hot Tub Time Machine too, though? He is, yeah. <laughs> He's real black and white. It's just John Cusack like, being castrated in slow motion. <laughs> 90 minutes. Helen would love that. While oh. Willem Dafoe laughs in the background. <laughs> And Chevy Chase sweeps slowly across the dick (laughs) and then falls over. (laughs) So as a as a video I was gonna say a video journalist, what am I in nineteen eighty five? I'll try again. So as you prefer Betamax or VHS (laughs) Um so as a movie journalist, um Mm. have you met some famous people? Who, I have, yeah. Who, who's, who's, what's, what have been the highlights, or who have been the highlights? More, more correctly. Um, I think my personal favourite was um, when Hot Fuzz came out. Um, Edgar Wright and Simon Pegg and Nick Frost did like a tour of the country. So I interviewed them in Manchester, and then uh, after the interview, um, the sort of PR person from Universal said uh, they're doing the you know the screening at the cinema tonight. Would you sort of come along and? Pick up the popcorn afterwards. Yeah. 
Well, you could have mod- moderate, a, yeah. moderate a Q&A with them afterwards. Oh. I was like, yeah, go on. I'll do that. So wow. I got to watch... Um, I'd watched Hot Fuzz already that day at a screening, and then I got to watch it again, standing with Edgar Wright in the sort of... Um, the ginnel. That's a northern word for you. In the sort of passageway into the cinema. Um and he was basically giving me my own personal director's commentary as we were watching it. Oh, and wow. then I did a Q&A with them. And they're lovely guys. They're so, so sweet and just really so excited to be doing what they're doing. Um, so that was probably my personal favourite. Come but... on, give us some shows. But backstage, there were just mountains of cocaine. They were blowing oh, yeah, up I mean, each other's bumholes yeah. all day. Yeah, totally. And I mean, you know, at least I think, I think Sam Pegg killed a hooker. <laughs> But, you um, heard it here yeah, first, yeah, and the mummies. I, I, yeah. yeah, we hushed that up. Um, <laughs> and then Tom, Tom Hanks is is very nice. <gasps> I get, it was at a hotel in London, and there's like a sort of room full of journalists, but it wasn't like massively. Was it like a spit roast? <laughs> <laughs> Tom Hanks, Hanks, right. but no Hanks. <laughs> Hanks for the memory. Um, Spanks, but no Spanks. <laughs> Forest <laughs> Hump. <laughs> we'll be here all night. We'll be here all night. Yeah. Big. <laughs> yeah, no, he was. He was very down to earth. Um, yeah, he was a. He was one of those people you kind of think, you know, oh, you know, he's so famous. It's like, yeah. yeah. But then he just kind of walks into the room. And he's like, "Hi, I'm Tom," and you just kind of go, "Oh, hi, Tom." And he's 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 obviously very good at this because he does it wherever he goes. People go, "Oh my God, it's Tom Hanks," and he's very good at just making you go, "It's fine. Let's just." Yeah, uh, I think I think the weirdest one I ever did was I interviewed Anthony Hopkins um, on the phone. Um, and the good thing about that one was it wasn't promoting a film; it was promoting a CD that he did of classical music that he composed. So, because oh. normally you sort of have to ask all these questions about you know, tell us about your character, tell us about the film. But with this one, you could just sort of talk to him about why you know music, Anthony yeah. Hopkins. What's that what's about? Music. Yeah. What's that about? Yeah. You know, Why bother? And, you know, and he's sort of, you know, he's, he's off, you know, oh, I was growing up with Wales and, uh, you know, he loved this. And he was doing all that. And um, Found a violin in the charity but, shop in Swansea and <laughs> off, we, off we went. It was pretty much that, yeah. <laughs> but it was one of those weird ones because when you, like, come to a hotel in London and it's all, like, set up for the press and everything, it kind of, you know, it makes sense that, you know, okay, there's, you know, a famous person. But when you're sitting at home on the stairs surrounded by your children's sweaty school shoes... And you're going, I'm on the phone to Anthony Hopkins. Yeah. That's, you kind of have a bit of a, what's going on? Yeah. And that gets a bit weird. And then uh, I ended ended that interview by, because after he'd he'd talked so much about music and how he loves it and how it's, you know, it's what he's always wanted to do, but he got sidetracked into acting. And I just sort of blurted out, I said, so it's almost like acting's just like the day job, isn't it? And then I thought, oh, oh my God, I've just said to (laughs) Sir Anthony Hopkins, you know, it's just like yeah, you're the acting, you just kind of do that. Don't yeah, you? Like, yeah, you know, yeah, like he's a plumber or something. <laughs> I was like long pause, and then he kind of goes, <laughs> "You know that's right." <laughs> and I was like, "Thank God for that." Now, now be nice, Dad. What, what's the worst film you've ever seen? Oh wow, um, I did watch the new Transformers film the other day. That's pretty oh. bad. I don't know. It's just it's, it's so just, weird because you watch <laughs> it's so violent. I mean, you know, I, I wish you could see, listeners, the Optimus yeah. Prime style hand gestures that went with that noise. That was and now you're missing out. She, you actually, she actually turned into a Boris Minder. <laughs> um, so you you've obviously been a film buff for a long time, mm. but in that time, you've had some children, and do you reckon that has had an impact on how you see films, or you've changed your taste in films? Yeah, I mean, I used to be. I still am a big horror movie fan but I used to be a bit of a gore hound yeah and I've heard this from lots of 
you know, sort of fellow parents who, you know, were also movie buffs, they, they find it hard to watch really gory horror films now once you become a parent. Yeah, after you've been through a birth. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, I, I found the birth quite easy. Okay, you know, well, um, you know, I can't say anything for you, but um, yeah, but no, it's it's weird. It, it just kind of softens you, I guess. I find it very hard to watch stuff about missing children now or dead mm. children, and that got yeah. through Broadchurch, mind you, but yeah. mainly because it was the funny accents. It was just like, <coughs> sorry, it was just like the archers with murder. Really. Yeah. It really wasn't a big deal. Um, do you know? So you've got two kids. Do you ever actually get to go to the cinema these days? Well, to see grown-up films. Yeah, you know. Um, yeah, not as often as I like, because I kind of feel bad if I go and see a film without my wife. Right. Sort of Correct. Out. Yeah. She, <laughs> she sort of comes home and goes, oh, so great films today. <laughs> you know, she'll kill me. Do you find it, like, do you find it difficult to sort of switch off your sort of movie critic thing? I do find that a problem, because because I do lots of DVD reviews as well. It means I probably end up reviewing everything at some point. Right. Mm. So whenever I watch something at the cinema, I'm kind of mentally thinking, I'll... Make mental notes now because that'll come in, come in handy seven months down the line when yeah. I have to review this one. That'll save me some work. Yeah, that'll yeah. save some time. Well, you study cinema studies, didn't you, really? At university, yeah. Yeah, and I did too. Um, <laughs> um, and I remember sitting down trying to think, you know, like watch, re-watching it after saying, oh, I've just read my contemporary cinema theory <clears throat> and now I'm going to apply that. What's the director done here? What's his message? Where Where's the metaphors? Why is that, you know that there and you know that so so that changed in my 20s I was trying to over intellectualize and now I'm just grateful to be out of the house yeah and watching a film and eating a lot of pick and, and mix watching Re- Weekend at Bernie's yes yeah. that's you right see, you took it a lot more sort of seriously than me I basically chose the film module so I could because I, I was doing an English literature degree yeah and I thought it would just save time <laughs> to watch videos instead of reading books mm. that's the classic <laughs> thing is to go film studies you will just watch films yeah well, yeah well See, I, I went the opposite way because I, I'm a history of art major, so I'm just looking at a painting. That doesn't take that long. <laughs> so I upscaled to cinema, which made me sit and watch something for an hour and a half. Mm. So there you go. No, and then we used to get essays where they'd say, you, you can write, you can apply this critical theory, uh, and you can choose any film you like. So I used to do, like, The Running Man. <laughs> <laughs> It's that famous <laughs> mise en scene in the bit where Iceman gets done over with an ice hockey stick. Oh, like, <laughs> um, when did you last go to cinema, Helen? Um, I went and saw Box Trolls, which was oh, fantastic yeah. with my kids. And I, it was a children's film, but it was quite dark. And it had this fantastic message about recycling, but also about acceptance and, <laughs> and about prejudice. <laughs> you, Ellie Gibson. I'm trying to sound smart. Recycling and acceptance. It's the Wombles for the new generation. Correct. See, Dan's being kind. Um, I liked it. Four stars. Um, thanks, Claudia Winkleman. And for the first time, because my kids are six and three, they sat through an entire film. Oh. Out moving. We That's have good. progressed, ladies and gentlemen. I did have to bribe them with a lot of sweets, but... <laughs> It was good times. And I felt like this is it. These are the golden years. For the next sort of five years, we can go to films and have a nice time. But now it's more, I mean, I was often motivated to go to the cinema because I'm like, I've got to see this new film, you know, blah, blah, blah. But now it is just a place where my husband and I can sit side by side, not talking and looking at a screen. (laughs) Which which is just like our marriage. Yeah. And and you don't even have to have sex. That's what I like. Brilliant. No, you don't even get that if you want. You don't even get fingered anymore. That's that's well I don't know. Speak for yourself. (laughs) 
see Dan, you live, you live up north. If yeah, you were it's luckily, quite common up there. Yeah, if you were lucky <laughs> enough to live down there. here, you could go to our local cinema, which is the Peckham Plex. Yes. Which is, I think it's like, it's th- isn't it 390? It's ridiculous. No, it's like that sounds like a disease. Or yeah, it is. Yeah, there's an ointment for that. Oh, it's filthy. And, and people, and people sort of, if the film's bad, people are quite good if it's a good film. Yeah. But if it's bad, people will just heckle it, talk to the characters, <laughs> talk to each other. Yeah. I saw Cloverfield there. And, um, you know, at the end, without giving it away, there's this really, like, quite sort of <gasps> atmospheric ending where the camera just cuts out and it's just white noise and it's just like... And the whole cinema was deadly silent and then someone just went... That was shit. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, the whole cinema just, like, erupted into laughter. So I love the Peck and Flex because yeah. it feels like what it's I rough. imagine Shakespeare's globe was in yes. the 16th century. Just people throwing orange peel at Robert Pattinson. That's... <laughs> I highly recommend it. <laughs> so, assuming we can get a babysitter in 2015, mm. Dan, what films, what blockbuster movies would you recommend for parents looking for a good night out this year? Well, 2015 is going to be a bit mad for blockbusters because you've got Avengers 2 mm. in May, Avengers Age of Ultron. Did they not get vengeance in the first one? No, nope, they're still <laughs> looking. They're still looking. Uh, you've got a new Star Wars film in December. <gasps> Star Very Wars exciting. The Force Awakens. Oh. What do you think of that title? Because there's a bit of hoo-ha about Star it. Star Wars films it? always have bad titles. That's though. what I think. I mean, nobody, nobody yeah. heard Return of the Jedi and went, nailed it! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just about that, because we were seven, you know. Yeah! <laughs> yeah. Jedis are coming back! <laughs> yeah. They didn't, but that doesn't matter. No! Yeah, it's a misleading. Oh, there's a, there's a new Jurassic Park film coming out. Actually. Is there? There it is, yeah. Ooh. Oh, I love Jurassic Park. It's called Jurassic World now. It's not just a park, it's what? a world. Oh my, is it? Like Do you know what's blowing world. my mind? Do you know what would be better? What? Jurassic Centre Parks. Right. <laughs> exactly. No, but imagine you're sitting in Strada and then a T-Rex just comes crashing through. Subtropical swimming paradise just overflows. Absolutely. Amazing. I'd watch that. Well, you uh, can you can get away because you've hired a bike. <laughs> exactly. You're all right. Oh, exactly. just a whole lot of middle class white people yeah. dead. Yeah. Brilliant. All, <laughs> all the people who are doing archery have to come down and help out. <laughs> The people who are painting pottery, they're no use. People they're trying useless. to eat their croissants in peace <coughs> and being taken over by Tyrannosaurus Rex. That's, oh, it. That's it. Is the new Nemo film coming out? That one. Looking for Dory. Next year, Finding Dory. I think Finding I, Dory. I think they'll, they'll think they'll probably call it Finding Dory just because that yeah. fits with the. Yeah, I don't know why I said that. <laughs> Looking for Dory. And then after that, you've got the story about Toys 4. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> the Lion Monarch. <laughs> A company run by monsters. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, well, there we are. Movie chat. Mm. What have we done, Helen? We've eaten some snacks when you've asked me a question. <laughs> Crack that nut, Ellie. Okay, so it's time now for a game. Now, normally Helen does the games, but I've invented a game for this episode. Very excited about it. It's called We're All Going to Die. Oh, that's the cheering. name of the game. <laughs> Yeah. technically true exactly yeah. it's technically true Dan. exactly um, yeah. but it is a movie game <laughs> and it's not even really a game it's <laughs> just a sort of box pop it's Freddy yeah. Krueger involved uh, yeah uh, it's a segment really mm. um, so yeah because we are all going to die yeah. Yeah. and so I thought we could have a chat about what film you think you would like everyone do you think everyone in the world should watch before they die alright oh, yeah That's it's quite deep isn't it it's, it's, it's sort of like a a version of Desert Island Discs. Yes, that's it. Like that's a really right. depressing version of yeah. yeah, that was the idea. That Someone was is that. holding a gun to your head. Yeah. Name a film! <laughs> 
You're not on a desert island, but you're going to die anyway. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, yeah no, you've, you've nice. taken a trip to Switzerland, yeah. and someone's got a so, syringe full of blue liquid. <laughs> which of the police academies do you recommend? <laughs> Citizen on patrol, surely. <laughs> so what? Uh, what do do you have? One, Helen? Do you have? What, what do you think? What, what my most treasured film that I would give to my children would be Strictly Ballroom. Ah. Oh. It covers all the bases. Yeah. It, it's 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 about love. It's about dance. It's about Australian dorks. It covers everything. So that, in a nutshell, that would. That's be a it. good pick. That's does, it it's a very that, good... does it annoy you that they've, they've stolen the title for the BBC show? No, even though it doesn't make sense to say strictly come dancing. No, and that, <laughs> when I moved to this country, because we don't call it come dancing, and I was like, what's come dancing? God. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So that that would be that would be it. That because I don't know if my children will end up growing up in Australia or in the UK, but I I think that encapsulates a lot of wonderful things about Australia that mm. I still that I still cherish, not the other shit that I've chosen to run away from. <laughs> <laughs> so what's yours, Dan? What film do you think everyone should watch before they die? I would say King Kong. The original. Kids. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The original. Yeah. There's Black the, and white. Yeah. What do you mean, Jack Black's so funny? <laughs> He's so manic. Three hours long. He's a Jackson. Oh, and it had. But yeah, um, I saw that film when I was like six years old on like BBC Two. At they at least did like. Six- Hold up! What was that? Boring, no flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Seasons of old sort of science fiction films on BBC Two at Friday nights at six o'clock or whatever. And as a kid I just watched those religiously and I remember King Kong just blew me away. And it's kind of like the first blockbuster in a way. So it's like nineteen thirty three, but the film just hits the ground running and there's you know, there's a little bit of setup at the beginning where it's like, you know, hey we need a dame for this movie. Hey there's a dame. Right, let's get on a boat. We're off <laughs> that's, your, that's your that's your plot right there. But then after that it's just action scenes of like dinosaurs and a big monkey. Yeah. A big ape technically cause... But you do you feel very sorry for the ape at the end, isn't Well it? that's the genius of, of King Kong, is yeah. that and that's what Peter Jackson missed in his remake is because the remake he goes ice skating with the with um, Naomi Watts and it's yeah. like 
No, because no. if you watch the first film, she's scared shitless of him, and she spends yeah. the whole film trying to get away from him because he's just a big ape. Yeah. Um, and then it's only the audience that kind of goes, "Oh, it's sad that he's dead." Yeah, and, and, and he didn't have a choice. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's only the audience that gets that, and the fact that you get that from what was basically a little model made out of rabbit fur and metal. Yeah. It's kind of amazing and I think that's, you know, the fact that uh, you know story. Willis O'Brien the animator was able to make people feel sad for a a fake monkey. Mm. Just through animation alone is is really impressive and then Peter Jackson spoiled it by making everyone go we're going to be sad aren't we because we like Kong and he's dead and we liked him. Have you have your kids seen it? No. Are you scared to show it to them in case they're just like, what is this? This kind is rubbish. Of, yeah. If your kids were from Lewisham, which they're not. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I kind of worry that the moment has passed. I should have shown it to them when they were sort of young and innocent like I was when I saw it. But um, I have, yeah. You can think it's rubbish, Dan. They are yeah. it's rubbish. I, I have found that there's not a whole lot of point going, you know, oh, I'll have this huge list of films that I'll show my kids and they'll think they're amazing just like yeah. I did because... They're not you, and the, you know the the context the, is so different, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, the films you loved when you were that age, they've got their own versions of that now. So mm. don't get too hung up on trying to recreate your childhood through your kids by going, you know, oh no, you've got to watch this because I saw it and I thought it was great. Because they'll yeah. watch it and go, yeah, it was all right. Yeah, and then your heart goes like a little piece of glass. Ellie, Ellie, what is your film? Um, I think. The film everyone should watch before they die, and I hope my son will watch, is uh, Spinal Tap. Uh, yeah. oh, partly because, cool. you know, on one level, it is just, it is my favourite film. It is mm. the only film I <coughs> feel like I could never get bored of. Like, it's properly yeah. my Desert Island film. Yeah. And I even love, like, the DVD extras. Yeah. Have you seen, like, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, it's amazing. There's, like, a whole other movie of mm, outtakes yeah. and stuff, yeah. It's I mean, Spinal just... Tap is a perfect film, I think. Yes. there's not a bit in it that you would go yeah you could do without that it's, and even, it's even so good. saying the word spinal tap brings joy you just think yeah. Yeah. I love you Christopher Guest yeah, I yeah. just I am in love with you and the I, think, I saw it when I was a kid I saw it one yeah. New Year's Eve I remember it was on I might, must have been maybe nine or ten yeah. and I didn't know anything about it and yeah. I thought it was a real documentary I, I yeah. taped that, that I remember taping it on one New Year's Eve. It must have been the same one. Oh, oh my God. There you yeah. are, you see. Mm. Um, so I think it's brilliant. But also, I think but I think it does teach you about not taking yourself too seriously. Yeah. And, like, being able to laugh at yourself. And look at and look at how just ridiculous, like, the world of work is. Um, but we th- that's one of the things we first bonded over as well, isn't it? Spider-Man. That's right. That's right. Um, Ellie and I had our first date. Uh, and we went to the pub and realised that we both love Christopher Guest films. And I think yeah. it's a deal breaker, I reckon. Yeah. It I, reckon, is. I reckon those 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 are the things where, you know, despite uh, my husband and I, you know, going through 16 years of a relationship, we will sit down and we'll watch a Christopher Guest film and all the problems will just melt away. We will laugh at the same things. We will find joy and... Uh, and that's a that's a good filmmaker, isn't yeah. it? He can yeah. he can do that. He can yeah. provide. I that mean, before 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 the kids came along, me and my wife used to have like regular weekends where we would each pick three films that the other person hadn't seen that we thought they should see, oh. and we would sort of you know take it in turns, just stay in and just watch like films all weekend, and it'd be like you know. So you picked Animal Farm. <laughs> George Orwell classic I <laughs> a Spanish one Dan you know what I'm talking about <laughs> Pete has a, a private film uh, and I'm not 
<laughs> I'm not talking about. Although You're I not have, talking about the nun film. No, yeah. So I came. I, I oh, might have seen it. I posted on my Facebook page. I because so when I used to like when I was doing gigs, I would come home. We've got Sky, and I would like switch on my TV, and like people would often forget to turn the Sky box off. Mm-hmm. So the last channel he was watching, and quite often he'd be watching movies for men. I don't know if you've seen that. I'm aware of it. Yeah, yeah. It's it's like a late night. It's not exactly pornography. No, it's but it's a bit yeah, TNA. Yeah. Is it? And um, I came home one night and he'd been watching a film called uh, Nuns with Big Guns. <laughs> and But it was actual guns. It wasn't like a metaphor. It's it like was big like big biceps. No, that's it. You know, it's the dawn of um, internet history and and this. You do get a window into oh, your husband's, you yeah. uh, you know, yeah. interests. But apart from that, Pete has a film. Uh, he likes to every every about six months. See, every about every six months, I watch Spinal Tap to remind yeah. myself my own ridiculousness. Yeah. My husband watches The Pianist, a uh, film about the Holocaust. Mm-hmm. Oh with yeah, Adrian Brody. It's so light, and he cries. Wow. And he says it just releases all of the tension and uh, <laughs> say all of his guilt about because <laughs> he wasn't a Nazi. No, he wasn't in it. But <laughs> like it releases a lot of emotional. Paint a picture, Ellie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> No, he says he finds it a very good emotional release. He just sits there. Has the a pianist is, a, is an excellent so, film, but I don't think I could watch it again. I think it's has had yeah. burnished an image on me that I go, I, you know what? I, I I've seen it and it's 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 yeah. yeah. I I feel a bit weird about using the Holocaust to make myself feel better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like the action to the And at this point, the, at this point in the podcast, we say hello to Pete's work yeah. colleagues. Yeah. <laughs> I actually asked him if I could do that. I got his permission. Okay, okay, to, I didn't actually get his permission for the nuns. With I was going to say, you had to ask about the pianist, but not the nuns. Let's see what stays in the finished edit. <laughs> Let's just wait and see. Oh, oh there we oh, are. Good times. Well, there we are. Mm. Okay, so we've come to the next section of the podcast, which I've called the product placement section. <laughs> <laughs> this is why I don't actually work in broadcasting. Yeah. It's or that PR. kind of creative thinking. Yeah, PR. I'm really enjoying this can of yes. Coke. <laughs> Uh, uh, and this is the bit where Dan gets to place his product <laughs> on our podcast. Um, so, Dan, tell us about Stickums. What is it? Uh, this is the app I've developed. Um, and it's it's kind of like a reward chart. I'm assuming... A virtual all, reward chart. All parents are aware of the reward chart mm-hmm. where you say, you've been good, you can have a smiley face. Oh, or my husband's star. aware of a reward chart. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah... Um, uh, my daughter was being a little bit of a little monkey when she was uh, sort of six or seven. You can swear on the podcast, just to remind you. <laughs> oh, where my daughter's concerned. Um, but um, yeah, we, we you know we tried the whole reward chart thing, but she very quickly twigged onto the fact that there was absolutely no value to it. Right. She right. was kind of like, you know, okay, so you've drawn a smiley face. Yeah. And yeah, I can draw a smiley face. Mm. I can wait till you've turned your back and draw many smiley faces. So, uh, but, but at the same time, I also noticed there was um, there was an app she was always playing with. It was like a like a preschool app where you could like do basic puzzles and stuff. And every few games you beat, you get like a little sticker of a monkey's face. And she got obsessed with this. She was like moving these little monkey faces. And... Even though they weren't real stickers, these were just stickers. Yeah, they were they were just digital stickers, but they weren't even like characters or anything. It was just like random images. Um, and I sort of had a bit of a light bulb moment. I thought, maybe if I combine the two. Oh. So the idea behind Stickums was to have a an app that kids would want to play with. Because I looked, you know, on the App Store for, you know, reward chart apps. 
And there were lots of them, but they were all really boring. They were all... Um, yeah, I'm, I'm going straight for the competitors here. Like, you, you're, you're rubbish. Slag them off, slag yeah. them off. <laughs> um, they were like spreadsheets, basically. You know, they were for the parents, not for the kids. And I thought, well, if you make one that's fun for the kids that they want to use, then you can build the, the, you know, the, the reward chart stuff into it, and you've got a tool that will make the kids go, actually, I want to be good because I want, to, you know, I want this thing. <clears throat> so the idea was that... Um, you set the goals, you know, you say, you know, eat your lunch, eat your vegetables. But every time they do one, you can not do one. Every, every, <laughs> every time they complete a goal, you can you tick it off and then they earn some stars and it's up to you how many stars they get. Uh, but then those stars aren't just like, well done, you've got some stars. Those stars then become like a currency for the kid to save up and they can use those to buy stickers oh. in their side of the app. And um, they use those stars to unlock stickers from different sticker packs. Like the, the app is free and it comes with a free uh, fantasy pack that's got knights and princesses and dragons and things like that. Um, and then there are other ones like monsters and space and things like that. So you can say, you know, oh, you know, I've, I've, I've got, you know, 10, 10 stars, so I'll, I'll unlock these two stickers. And then as they, they build up more stickers, they can make more elaborate scenes. And they are actual character stickers. They're not just like random shapes and things like the one my daughter was obsessed with it's genius isn't it do you think (coughs) yeah i think so because often the reward will be playing with the ipad for something like Mm -hmm. i said we have to sit down we have to have dinner and after that you can have ipad for you know Mm -hmm. set time so i think anything that involves a bit of eye touch (laughs) i play (laughs) ipads i think i think that would really like it yeah the the idea is that you know the, the stickers are they're drawn by a guy called lou stringer who's an artist who's like worked in comics oh, since yeah. the 1980s. He, he works for the Beano. He used to write he Oink, didn't he? He used to work my on favourite. Yeah, he used to work on Oink. Uh, he used to work for Buster and all those kind of things. So it's got a real sort of comic strippy feel to it. So it's out now? Uh, yes, it's out now. It's uh, it's free to download. If you want to buy more sticker packs, you can do, but there's it comes with, like, say, 20 free stickers and two backgrounds, so you can... Yeah, so you can a, give it a go. Yeah, yeah, if it works. See if you like it, or think to yourself, this damn whitehead is a massive charlatan. <laughs> <laughs> he knows nothing. What is he talking about? <laughs> That's fantastic. I'm going to download it today. Thank you, Dan. Thank oh. you, Helen. What yes. do your kids think of it? Are they like... Yeah, I mean, forward. my son's a bit old for that now. Right. Uh, but my, my daughter... Really Him, likes... you have to... It's facts and phone cards. Yeah. yeah, yeah what is? Yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, my daughter really likes it. In fact, she was she was actually... She didn't realise I made, helped to make it. I was talking about it. Because it was too good. Yeah, basically, yeah. <laughs> and I was, I was talking about it, and she went, well, stickums, because she plays it on my iPad with you know while we were making it. And they went, yeah, I made that. And she's like, did you? <laughs> I was like, yeah. Uh, well, it's time for our next segment. Uh, can we have a theme tune for this one, Helen? Kids and films. Kids and films. General chat. Okay, so <laughs> kids and films is the next section, Dan. Mm. Um, so, what's the right age to take the kids to the cinema for the first time? It depends on the kid, really, doesn't it? Mm. I mean, we took. Dylan to see his first film when he was about three, I think. Yeah. Um, it was Chicken Little. Oh. The, the little scene Disney film. Um, yeah. But what we did was we waited until it had been out for so long that when we went into the cinema, we were literally the only people in there. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> Which meant that even though he was very fidgety and quite frequently got up to walk around, 
It didn't really matter. So you should have gone to Pay Complex. That's never yeah. a problem. That no. is not a problem. Is that the I, I took Hugo to the Lego movie and he was two and a half and Matilda was five. So she was fine. And Will was like, I really want to see this film. So I got the two and a half year old duty and we just went into every different toilet. We went round, opened every oh. door and looked at all the different in. So I only saw half of it. But then six months later, I took him when he was three. He was fine. Mm. But yeah, but I think it just depends on the kid though as well. Yeah, I think the, I think the big thing is to not be too precious about it the first time. Yeah, because I, I know a lot of people, a lot of friends who are sort of like really into films and like you know, no, no, the first film they see has got to be magical, it's, <laughs> you know, because the first film I saw was Star Wars and that, you know. Yeah, and it's just like you know, Let just it go. just go and see something you think they'll like, and yeah. and don't be sitting there expecting them to be like, oh, I'm in love with cinema now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, expect them to fidget like you did when you saw Star Wars, but you've forgotten. What, what I really like, um, and I'm sure it's different from around the world, is in London, a lot of the cinemas on a Saturday morning at about 11 o'clock will offer reruns of old films mm. for £1. So I would reckon Ellie, take Charlie to that. That's because a good plan. Yeah. As a little trial... So we can say, look, this is just a test run. It costs a quid each. Yeah. Get yeah. some popcorn, get some Haribo, have a little go. Get them used to the experience first. Yeah. And then start to worry about, you know, oh, I must show them the classics, the yeah. great films. Yeah. I really want to show them like, the never-ending story and Labyrinth. Yeah. But, yeah. but even I look at those films now and go, oh, it's a bit rapey, isn't it? David yeah. Bowie in the grey tights. What's <laughs> that? <laughs> That's Playing a bit with his weird. Why has that lady yeah. got so many hands on yeah. her? It's <laughs> weird. Just, Just weird. go down, go down. Yeah. And I accept that you will see a lot of Yeah. I mean, I've seen all the Elvin and the Chipmunks films I've seen. Oh, they're terrible. I've seen both the Smurfs movies. Oh. I've even seen Furry Vengeance with Brendan Fraser. Yeah. And it, that film ends with CGI animals dancing to um, Cypress Hill's Insane in the Membrane. <gasps> wow. Which is pretty much, you know, you sat there with, you know, two, <laughs> two small kids, you know, both banged their heads on the floor because they were rolling around, crying their eyes out, and you just think, this this is what I was dreaming of. <laughs> <laughs> dancing with rapping animals <laughs> accompanied by two screaming children who are not enjoying this in the slightest this is perfect this will foster a love of cinema well there we are I think that'll probably do for that bit yes do you think kids and film <laughs> kids and film yeah in uh, a nutshell <laughs> nice thank you nice riff can you Excellent. claim that as a phrase when it's just like a common phrase already I have. Okay. <laughs> Trademark. Fantastic. So we've come to my favourite part of the podcast, which is Scummy Mummy Confessions, Ellie. Uh-huh. But we're going to go a bit scabby daddy tonight. Okay. Yes. Dan. Don't worry, Dan, you can be involved. I can yeah. By the look on your face, you're very relieved to hear that. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. That's it. Ellie, my uh, confession is sort of film related. I'm a big Star Wars fan, uh, I, I was a prequels apologist for many years. I've sort of finally come to accept that perhaps those films aren't as good as I might have argued quite vociferously, some would say, for many years. Um, so, yeah, so I was, like, very excited to show my son Star Wars. And, like, when he was two, and I mean, like, not two and a half, I mean, like, two, uh, A New Hope was on the TV, and I, like, let him watch a bit of it. And Pete was like, um... 
do you think this is a good idea? And I was like, what are you talking about? This is, by the minute. This is life lessons. This is art. Yes, yeah. And my mum was Ford. like, I really don't know. And I was like, you two, just, I know my son. He's ready. Oh, oh, oh. And uh, of course, you know, <laughs> you know, was absolutely terrified. Yeah. Uh, probably had nightmares about, you know, burning skeletons lying in the <laughs> desert under three suns for the next two weeks. And uh, went around for the next month trying to hit everything with what he calls a lightsaber yes. to this day. Good. Um, so yeah, I, well I, I don't feel I wasn't very proud of myself. <laughs> so I'm not very <laughs> proud of myself. <laughs> I learned I learned my lesson about you know kids yeah. and films. So Dan, do you have a scabby daddy confession? For I us? do. It's not film related though. That's all right. Uh, That's okay. Mine is from um, when Dylan, our, our, our oldest, was um, very young, sort of just about a toddler, and um, he was he was uh, visiting my dad. We lived in quite a nice you know a nice area. And it was a lovely hot summer's day and uh, I went round after work uh, to pick him up and they were all out in the garden. He had his little sun hat on, his little dungarees and everything. He was running around on the grass. Um, and then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, because you know kids love to make up words and stuff like that, he, st- he starts shouting, Fuckery, buggery, fuckery, buggery! <laughs> and <laughs> my dad sort of looked at me like, really? <laughs> but the thing is, he had made those words up. In his, in his head, he yeah. just thought, they sound like fun words to shout. I'm going to shout those. Oh, oh, man. But the two words he chose were fuckery and buggery. <laughs> and it was like, but he was shouting it. And it was like a summer's day, so there's people out in their garden sort oh, of looking love. over the fence going, what is that child? Dear <laughs> me. And yeah, and everyone's kind of going, let's just not say anything and hope that that doesn't become a thing. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Can I ask you to share your other confession? Because you very kindly came to see our show... <clears throat> In Manchester oh, yes. last yes. year, uh, I'm sure it was the best night in a Thai restaurant slash comedy club you've ever enjoyed. Best night um, of my life. <laughs> <laughs> and and we have it at the end of the show, as we talked about before, we have mm. a confession section where we get the audience to write down their confessions. Mm. And your confession didn't win, but I kind of wish it had. Will you share it with our listeners now? Please I'm, do. Because I, I can't believe I'm the only person who does this or did this. Um, whenever I was changing the nappies, I would always like use far too much talcum powder just in the hope that they would fart and create a little baby volcano. <laughs> just sort of... I love that. Oh, I love that. I just yeah. think that's a lovely story. Yeah. Yeah. And also, you know, laughing at children is always funny, isn't it? <laughs> that's it's right. good. <laughs> oh, that's it. That's it, isn't it? Yes. Well, thank you so much, Dan Whitehead, for being a wonderful guest. Thank you for having me. Dan Whitehead. Oh, Dan Whitehead. Oh, yeah. He's a man who's made a reward chart out. <laughs> He's a nice chap. Yeah, when you're doing your your adverts, that, you want yeah, us. That'll be the, yeah. Come to us oh, for your yeah, yeah. All, all your app, <laughs> the little <laughs> melon soup. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, so uh, yeah, the app's called Stickums and it's Stickums, out now. S T I K K U M S. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, if you'd like to send us your scummy mummy confession, it's scummy mummy's podcast at gmail dot com. Mm-hmm. I'm still eating the dip. Sorry. Okay, I'll talk about social media then. Yeah, could you join us on social media? We're at Scummy Mummies on Twitter. I've got a bit Steve Priestley. Yes. All right, thanks again, Dan. You're welcome. You're free to go. God for that. Oh. Until next time. Bye bye. And actually, it's a movie special, Illy. It's a cut. Oh. <laughs> Oh, 
what we should have said. It's like a weird version of the Pearl. Is she trying to do Pearl and when you hear this back on the outtakes at the end of French you're going to know you're going to see that we're right now you're just beatboxing and then you need like a grainy slide for a curry shop that's around the corner yeah Right. Oh, oh my god, do you know what? That entire hour and a half was worth recording just to hear you doing It's like a scat version. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> you all. <laughs> Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.